Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to This Week in the Garden. I'm Peter Seabrook, here to answer some of your gardening queries. This week, we'll be talking about herbs, or herbs, as my American colleagues drop their H's, with a legend in horticulture. An award-winning organic gardener, it's Jekka McVicker. Great weather this week. I make no apologies of uh, referring to the weather yet again. Really lovely day on Tuesday. Sunshine and warm. Boy, and things are on the move. Daffodils making a magnificent show in the southern half of England. I was interested too to hear that Nicholas Marshall has become managing director of the garden centre chain Dobby's. Now, Nicholas, of course, was the country gardens man a long time ago, and then, of course, was boss at Wyvale, uh, and now he's going into Dobby's. I expect to see a big improvement in plants there because he's a great plant enthusiast, and he was very good with staff too. He could stimulate people to get cracking and do a good job. So uh, I'll be interested to see what happens to uh, Nicholas. I have a bit of a problem with uh, Narcissus Tater Tate. We were growing them for Mothering Sunday for several schools. I had uh, 600 of them in pots at two schools fairly close to home. And I'm afraid with the warm weather, they've come out a bit early. So uh, we had to do our best and issue them on St David's Day. That seemed like the appropriate thing. So Mothering Sunday came early uh, to some of our schools. So what about this uh, start to the season? If you can put a piece of clear polythene over a piece of dug soil or even um, a bottomless box with a sheet of glass over it, it's surprising how quickly the soil will warm up and of course once it has started to warm then we can start sowing and planting. There are some crops, like parsnip for example, that are a bit tricky to germinate and yet they'll get much bigger roots if they have a good long growing season. And so one possibility is to get one of those spread containers, put a little bit of white kitchen paper towel in the bottom, make it damp, and then scatter the parsnip seed over it and keep it indoors warm, but watch it very carefully. And as soon as you see a little tiny root coming from the seed, then you can take them outside and sow it in some soil which has had a bit of cover just to warm it up. The interesting thing about seeds, particularly the hardier vegetable kinds, is that once they start to grow, once they're what we call chitted and the roots just on the move, they keep going. If you sow them straight from the packet into cold, damp soil, then they'll often just sit there and rot. So why don't give uh, your parsnips a bit of a flying start by chitting them into uh, some sort of growth. You can do much the same with the early peas. They'll need a slightly bigger container 
and you need to pick one of what we call the round-seeded varieties. Uh, that's garden peas like Meteor or Feltham First. They're tougher. They'll put up with cold conditions and won't get diseases quite so quickly. But if you do, chit those so they just start to grow and then space them out about an inch, inch and a half down the row into the garden. Well, they'll be up and away in no time at all. You know, it's funny. Everyone gets excited when they sow their first few seeds and see them coming through the soil. And it's a pleasure and excitement that you never lose. I'm still looking very carefully every few days as soon as I've sown something just to see it coming through. And don't forget, if you've sown very fine seed like uh, lobelia perhaps or begonia on the surface of a pan or a pot and you're germinating it indoors and you want to see whether they're growing or not, hold them up at eye level. Look across the surface. Then you'll see those shoots as soon as they start to emerge, little white upturned ewes and once you do get that uh, first sign of growth then the indoor seedlings need to be put somewhere really light. They want all the daylight you can give them at this time of the year. When it comes to covering the ground outside you'll sometimes uh, read or hear that black polythene's a good thing to cover the ground. I'm still not quite sure. Black absorbs heat so if you've got a black cover then it does warm things immediately beneath the plastic. Uh, but it's my view that if you get some wire hoops or some plastic tubing that can be bent in a semicircle, push that into the ground and put clear plastic over it, then you warm the air within the cover. Actually, if you've got a friendly uh, carpet retailer or somebody who's just had a mattress delivered, it comes with a really big piece of thick polythene and that's just the job to put over these hoops tied at each end tightly and then of course within a few days you can sow all kinds of hardy vegetables lettuce cabbage radish onions under those warm conditions and they'll be up in no time my guest today is the queen of herbs jacko mcvicker uh, Jacko, a rather special week this, isn't it? I couldn't have been more pleased to see your name on the list of Victorian Medal of Honour winners. Peter, it has been the most amazing week. I know people use that word a lot, but it really has. It's been exciting, it's been humbling, it's been so full of pride, sharing it with my family. It's It's just been amazing. And then People taking the time to write me a card. Jackie, you've earned that without question. And <laughs> won't it be great to see your name alongside Veach and Laxton and Bunyard and Hillier and all and those Bowles great and, and And Gertrude Jekyll and Beth Chatto and Penelope Hobhouse. Yes, absolutely fantastic. And you've certainly earned it. But how did you get into herbs? Well, I got into herbs. I come from a really quite a long historical horticultural family and I was definitely not going into plants because they all spoke Latin and I'm totally dyslexic and I can't pronounce things well as well as not write them well. So what happened was I was a cook and uh, oh I had a, fam a young family 
and I'd worked on a herb farm, and my mother had always used herbs, and I could chop and get the herbs for the garden, for the kitchen, you know, for mum, and tell the difference between spearmint and apple mint very quickly. And so I loved it. I loved growing something that then contributed to the meal. I was sent away to school, and I had an allotment at school. And I used to bring home, or with pride, all my treasures that I'd grown for mum to have at home. And so that was part of it. And then when I moved into Bristol and I had a tiny back garden, a girlfriend wanted um, herbs for an Elizabeth David recipe. And she wanted French tarragon. Well, over 30 years ago, you couldn't buy it anywhere. So what happened was I trotted out to the garden, gave her a handful, and said, you know, off you go, help yourself. And then I thought, gosh, no one grows that. And I had a one-year-old and a two-year-old. I thought, I could do that from home. And my poor darling husband was away in space. He worked with satellites. And um, I landed up literally turning the whole house into a nursery of both kinds, children and plants. (laughs) I had taken the wardrobe, dismantled it, and put it outside in the back garden and turned that into cold frames. And he had a hanger for his um, uh, clothes when he came back. And... um, (laughs) And I'd bought the um, local veg man's van. And my first big customer was Fortnum and Mason's. Goodness gracious. They say that you should aim for the top, but you <laughs> went straight there. Eh? <laughs> well, see, over 30 years ago, you couldn't buy herbs anywhere. Elizabeth David really you know, caught the imagination of cooks. Yeah. And Delia Smith was on the horizon. And she was just breaking through at that time. Coriander lesser cotton socks. Do you know, I potted thousands of coriander because I very quickly picked up some garden centres and uh, I couldn't stand the smell on my skin, on my hands. It's really quite pungent and it's only recently that I've been able to eat coriander. That's an amazing story. But I mean, you're still hobnobbing with the best of them, aren't you? Isn't <laughs> my uh, compatriot Jamie Oliver, isn't, isn't he a he's, bit of a Jacker fan? Oh, I'm a huge fan of his. He is fantastic he really is jamie he's the same on off the screen he's absolutely brilliant family man and he's so imaginative i did his garden for 10 years um what do you mean you did his garden well when he moved when he got his first house in essex i helped him with his garden and i created a herb garden for him in the front of the house oh i didn't realize that that was uh, the only patch he had and then I did his vegetable garden, which was featured in his At Home series. And then I did him a wild garden, wild herb garden, which was also featured in that series. He was absolutely fantastic. When we're back in touch again, you because know, he's such a busy chap, it's really difficult at times you know, to keep up with him. Yeah, well, he's doing a lot of good work with young people, isn't he, with the Wonderful. Uh, 15? His, I'll never forget his school's program. I'll never forget him recording that. I'll never forget... He's brilliant, uh, 15, and I've had 12 years of his students coming here. Um, they'd come down from London, and they went to different you know, parts. They went to a pig man, and they came to me, and I taught them about herbs and got them to taste all the different varieties. Yes, I went into uh, 15 with a new cabbage called Cab Ice that tastes like iceberg lettuce. Really? And, and uh, Jamie had all of his... Uh, 
young chefs lined up, you know, behind the counter, all tasting this cab ice. Yes, he, he yeah. would. He was. He he was just brilliant at that. Yeah, but now you've got a really exciting project coming up in Malvern, haven't you? Yes, I. Do you know? It's really interesting. So I started the business as a wholesale nursery. I've always been organic. Um, I then had a hot summer and I couldn't sell my plants wholesale. And it was Noel Kingsbury who told me to go off and um, exhibit at the RHS. Now, growing coming from the horticultural background, to go to the RHS was like, wow, you just don't turn up there. Anyway, I did it. Then, last year, I've always wanted to do a show garden. I wanted to show how beautiful herbs are in a garden because they look good, smell good, and do you good. I mean, they're, they're totally useful, especially if you have a small space. And they're wonderful with children. Anyway, so I did that garden. And now I've got inundated with people realising I do gardens. And one <laughs> of those was Morven. I was at a meeting and they said, oh, we really want to convert this area and make it smarter. And I said, well, why don't you have a health and well-being garden? Because you've got Pathways there, which is this wonderful charity with adults. And then you've got children, you know, all the school children around, who could then use that facility and so it would be a permanent garden in the Three Crowntree showground, which to me is magical because it's the most beautiful site. But quite a lot of the time, nothing happens there. So to actually have the community coming in to the site to use a garden is tremendous. And then the show days, pathways will be able to sell produce from the garden to raise money so that they could have outings or more equipment. And the school children will be able to help serve, and they hopefully be, you know, make herb teas for people. And um, with children and herbs, it's lovely because you have the history, you have the geography, you have the old traditional wives' tales uses. And Peter, did you go on nature walks when you were a child? Did well, we... not organised nature walks. Uh, My I... school took me on nature walks. No, no, nothing like that. I was brought up on a farm, and of course, from dawn till dusk, we were always out in the fields and hedgerows yes, but, and doing but, things. Yeah. So you were, you got all that by osmosis, if, if you like, whereas I was taken on little nature walks. I came from a country village, but we were taken on nature walks, so I was taught to eat hawthorn. Oh, know, yeah. as, and it was called bread and cheese. Yes, yeah. <laughs> we used to do that on the way to school. Yeah. Pick a little bit of bread and cheese, yes. Exactly. So, but you and I both know that. Now, the young today don't know that. And what's so fantastic is it's now been scientifically proven that it actually strengthens the heart muscles. Isn't that fantastic? It is, So no yeah. wonder you've got such a strong heart. <laughs> I thought it was the digging. You know? <laughs> no, it's from eating bread and cheese when you were young. <laughs> I mean, but, my, my health editor has sent me three emails in the last week from all kinds of organisations, suddenly come aware of the fact that gardening is good for your health. <laughs> yeah, well, we could all tell them that. It's going outside, it's, it's breathing, it's actually being inspired. I am so grateful for falling in love with plants and I never cease to learn and that's the great thing about creating a garden is you pass on that passion I'm going to label the plants so people can have a little laugh as they go around because I'll give them the the botanical name and the English name and then usage and when I have school children here 
And they say, but, oh, but yeah, the Latin name's so difficult. And I said, well, yes, this one here is called Silly Bum. <laughs> and then, yeah, I've got them hooked after that, haven't I? I bet the teachers bless you for that one. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, and they, they go home and say, we saw Silly Bum Maritim. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, so, it's so exciting. You, you need to find an angle, don't you? Yeah, yeah and, and I'll never forget the very first group I had here. My children grew up on this farm, and uh, Alistair started school from here. And we had a school party out from his school to here. And um, I grow a tiny leaf sorrel called buckler leaf sorrel. And I gave one of the boys this, and I said, try that. I said, it's like Granny Smith apples. And he tried it, and he went, oh, that's so good. So he gave it to his friend. His friend again gave it to his friend. And it was wonderful. You've got them all going, gosh, that's amazing. So then I got a little nasturtium leaf. And I said, now this one's peppery. You know, and that was it. He thought that was a big joke. You know, and he was going around giving it to the girls. <laughs> Do you know, I had a group of eight children with uh, salad leaves in a greenhouse yesterday afternoon, mm-hmm. and they were eating uh, radicchio and mustard. Yeah, <laughs> Some of them spat it out immediately, but they'll remember salad leaves, I'll tell you. Yeah, but you see, radicchio is bitter. Uh, it's not as bitter as it was when we were growing up, but it is a bitter herb, and bitter herbs are really good for your saliva, getting your mouth working, getting that mouth-watering sensation. I so needed you there to tell tell these people. I, I didn't have that background, Jacka. Yeah, and it's also really good for your liver. It Your liver is like the washing machine of your body, and it helps break down things so you can detoxify yourself quicker. Jacka, I hope that I can get up to those lovely Malvern Hills oh, and, and see your herb garden. What, what is the date? It's early in May, isn't it's it? It's early May. Now, Thursday the 11th to Sunday the 14th. If you do have a query for us and you want to drop us a line, uh, then the address is Sun Gardening, 1 London Bridge Street, London, South East 1 9 GF. And if you didn't get that written down, don't worry, it's on the bottom of the page of our gardening spread every Saturday in the TV magazine. Harry Lim, he. Uh, gets in touch from Normanton in West Yorkshire and he's got a really big bed, 20 foot long, 5 foot wide, full of hydrangeas and wants to know about pruning. You know, it's a bit of a game because they get quite big, don't they, in a border like that. Uh, And if you prune them hard now, the mop head kinds, if you're not careful, you cut all next year's or next summer's flowers off. And so it's what we call the one-third job you cut about one-third of the old branches right out. And if it's hanging out over a path, the hydrangea, well then do those first. All those rather long, lanky branches hanging over, making you wet when the weather's rainy. Cut those really hard back, about a third of them. And then uh, when they grow, they provide some quite strong shoots that help support the rather lanky branches behind. And then over the next two years, you'll need to keep cutting out another third. And after three years, the whole thing will be completely rejuvenated. I've got one humorous letter too here. Comes from Carl Shorten in Surrey. Dear Peter, enclosed are the seeds of one half of a grapefruit. And they were, I tell you, they were in tissue paper, all dripping and smelly coming out the envelope. Uh, The other half didn't have any. Is this a record? 
I've never seen so many pips in one single fruit, so I thought I'd send them to you, as I haven't the room or conditions to plant so many. So there you are, another one of these cautious gardeners who doesn't even throw the pips away from the grapefruit. You can subscribe to the Sun Gardening newsletter at sungardening.co.uk and you can subscribe to the podcast by pressing the subscribe button on iTunes. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next Thursday. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.